Part 1. What are the causes of narcissistic disturbances? As we mentioned previously, all children have legitimate narcissistic needs. It is one of their first needs the moment they are born. Children must be raised in an atmosphere of respect and acceptance of their feelings. This kind of environment is absolutely necessary for developing healthy self-esteem, building up a high sense of self-worth and a good self-image. Otherwise, they will spend their whole life looking for the understanding, respect, mirroring, and appreciation that they never received from their parents. If a parent's own narcissistic needs have not been met, they will also continue to search for acceptance. At some point, they will find out that the most natural outlet for gratifying their needs is their own children. Newborn babies and small children depend on their parents. To avoid losing their support, children will do whatever is possible to obey them. At this point, completely unconsciously, parents might try to satisfy their narcissistic needs through their child, whom they see as their possession. One of Miller's patients was forbidden by his mother to be sad or cry as a small child. His tears would make his mother unhappy and upset. So, throughout his childhood years, he did his best to keep a smile on his face and cover up his true feelings. As an adult, he was completely unfamiliar with such feelings as sadness and grief, which seemed shameful and incomprehensible to him. His mother was unconsciously manipulating him with her behavior. While he, as a child, was defenseless against these manipulations and thus, unable to confront them. Therefore, his true self became distorted over time. Apart from unconsciously manipulations, some parents might also hold their children in contempt. Once Miller saw a couple on a walk with a two-year-old boy. The adults were eating ice cream. Their little son was whining because he wanted one too. While his parents offered him a bite of their ice creams, they wouldn't let him have a whole one for himself. However, the boy didn't give up. He wanted the whole bar and kept trying to reach for it. This went on for a while. The parents repeatedly placed an ice cream bar in front of the boy's face for him to have a bite. But just as the boy was about to grab the whole bar, they would take it out of his reach. The adults were quite amused by the child's behavior and laughed while completely ignoring the tears of their little son. Later, when the father finished his ice cream, he gave the stick to his son. The boy licked the stick expectantly and then threw it away. His eyes filled up with tears and his whole little body started shivering. None of these actions concerned the parents and they continued on their walk. However, Miller saw the little boy's tears and frustration. She knew that the problem was not that he didn't get to eat the ice cream, but that he wanted to hold the ice cream bar on the popsicle stick just like everybody else. His wish was not understood and was seen as a source of amusement. He was too small to express himself clearly to his parents. But can we call his parents heartless? Not really. They too have also once been insecure and completely helpless children. And now, as they become parents, they have a much weaker person at their disposal and a chance to fulfill their unconscious urge to get revenge. In this way, they pass on the pain they once felt as small children through their current status and power. Contempt for their small and weak child turned into a way of escaping their own helplessness. And just like that, by using unconscious manipulation, parents fulfill their narcissistic needs. However, in this process, children lose the space to experience their own emotions and feelings. Why? Because for them, losing their parents' love equals death. To keep that love, they kill some of their feelings.
In other words, they adapt in order to not to lose their parents' love. These parents and children become codependent. Parents achieve recognition from their child's sense of dependence. The child's love, appreciation, and obedience give them a feeling of power. And children, unable to rely on their own emotions, adopt parental values to become just what their parents want them to be. When these children grow up, they only reveal what they know others want to see. They fuse with those facades so much that they may even forget who they really are. Their true selves never develop fully because they are not given room to grow. And precisely because of that, they often have feelings of emptiness, futility, and hopelessness. All this leaves them with empty hearts, impoverished spirits, and crippled potentials. And these are the manifestations of narcissistic disturbances. That brings us to the end of part 1. We have spoken of the legitimate narcissistic needs of all the people in the early stages of life. If parents' narcissistic needs are not satisfied, they will not be able to meet the same needs in their children. They also might have the unconscious urge to use their children to satisfy their own unmet needs and wishes. In an effort to not lose parental love, children do everything to please their parents. Hence, they adapt and develop a false self. Once they grow up, their feelings of self-alienation and self-forfeit give rise to narcissistic disturbances.